This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Today's episode is brought to you by Cameo. If your organization is looking to adopt Chromebooks, but you need to give your people seamless access to all their apps, including Windows apps, Cameo is the simplest and most secure and most cost-effective way to deliver all the apps your people need to be productive on Chrome OS. Cameo is a Chrome Enterprise recommended virtualization solution and is deeply integrated with Chrome OS and the Google Admin Console, making it easy for you to push any app as a PWA to your Chromebooks. And now you can take advantage of a special Chrome OS and Cameo bundle that makes it easier than ever to test. If you're interested, you can head over to cameo.com forward slash unbox. That's C-A-M-E-Y-O dot com slash unbox or click the link down in the show notes. This episode is brought to you by the official coffee of the Chromecast podcast, Fresh Roasted Coffee, who we've partnered with to make a special edition Chrome Unboxed anniversary blend. Here at Chrome Unboxed, we're not just nerdy about Chromebooks, we're also coffee snobs. And look, we wasted a lot of time hand roasting coffee before we found Fresh Roasted Coffee, and we haven't looked back since. This coffee is roasted fresh to order, immediately packaged, nitrogen flushed and shipped directly to your door. And although we can't officially say that this Chrome Unbox Edition tastes any better than the normal anniversary blend, that is the word around town. But don't just take our word for it. Pick up a bag for yourself and let us know what you think. You can grab a bag over at chromeunbox.com forward slash coffee. Welcome to the Chromecast. The official podcast from Chrome Unbox, where we unpack everything from hardware to software in the world of Chrome and Chrome OS, so that you can be more informed on all the latest updates, changes, and devices. What's up, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Chromecast. My name is Joe, joined here today by Robbie. Hey, what's up? Gabriel. Hello. And Cam. Hey, guys. Dan, Paul, everybody, whole crew's here. Carl, Chloe, Kimlin, Clementine, <laughs> Clementine, and what was Clifford. it? <laughs> Clifford. 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 Okay. Clifford. I wasn't sure what you were saying. It's not a big red dog anymore. Nope. No, no, no. By the way, we watched the new one. Don't recommend it. Okay. My kids loved it. Really? We went to the theater and watched it. My kids, like, I thought it was kind of corny. Yeah, but I looked over at my my daughter who doesn't cry. Well, she does cry at movies and stuff. Like she was like you know sniffly at one point, like when they really? when they lose Clifford or whatever. Spoiler yeah, and I was just like, spoiler, yeah. gosh, it's dude, just, it's so fast. There's no. Wow. I mean, I understand it's a movie about a big red dog, but there's zero development whatsoever. No, it's just no. Boom, movie's over. Boom, done. Yeah, yeah I'm a little overcritical of movies. There you go. I cried three times in the last episode of Stranger Things, and I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> It was heavy. It was. It was, it was definitely heavy. heavy. Can we talk about something else, please? Let's talk about coffee. <laughs> okay. What are you guys sipping on today? Same old. Did we have? I thought. Uh, I thought Andrew uh, or not Andrew. No. That's Andrew. Josh brought in some other coffee. 
Maybe we got into that. Yeah. So this could be thought, this could be a uh, uh, Blackbeard. This Revenge. is the cold brew he made on Tuesday at. So I don't know what it is. It's probably Blackbeard. Probably. probably Blackbeard. He, he just got a, ordered he got a big a, old yeah, thing of Blackbeard. He ordered a ton of other stuff yesterday. So there's no telling what might, might be coming through here next week. So the the cold brew method has been uh, has been nice to sip on. Yeah, I feel like this might be Blackbeard's. Yeah. It's not it's as it's little, not as round yeah. as as the anniversary blend is. Yeah. Yeah. Anniversaries where it's at. I love it, and you can get you can get a special edition uh, bag of anniversary blend. What's right. our logo on it? If you if you if you like us, yeah. if you want to be friends with us, it's our name on it, it's right? Cool. If you want to support Chrome Unboxed, yeah, go get it. Go get a bag of coffee with our logo on it. It's the same stuff inside, but I have heard people say it does it's taste better. better. Yeah. I mean, I mean, there's a lot of stuff that's psychosomatic. So. I mean, how? What better way to impress your friends when they come over? Right. Like, you know. Right. You're Whatever. like you're like look at this look at this snobby like, bag of I don't, coffee yeah, that I have. I don't like to it brag, has, but it has the Chroma. guys over at Chroma Box package this just for me. Uh-huh. They sent this to me. They're like, a, who's and they're gonna Chroma be like, Box? What? what? <laughs> who's Chroma Box? It, <laughs> these yeah. guys I listen to about Chromebooks. Yeah. Oh. 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 Okay. Interesting. Yeah. Anyways, <laughs> how about Monday Night Football? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, we're not talking but, about that either. So. Yeah, let's let's just breeze right past that. <laughs> this coming Monday's it's gonna got, be the me, same. got me a little worried. <laughs> if you go in with no expectations, you exactly. won't be sad. That's uh, true. Right. True. Right. Joe and I are Titans fans, and so yeah. they're going to be playing the Bills. The Bills on Monday. At, at, the, at Bills. the Bills. So, I'm a Broncos fan, mm-hmm. and we walked into Seattle last Monday. So I'm yeah. going to root for you guys on Monday. I'm going to yeah. cheer for you. Yeah, I watched some of I the like Broncos the Titans. game, not the whole thing. The crazy but. thing is I like I like the Bills. Yeah, like I like yeah. I like the team they got now. I yeah. was I was rooting for them in the Super Bowl or yeah. to get to the Super Bowl. Yeah, but then sure. I was like I was divided because you know Cincinnati is pretty close to us. Yeah, so I, they're never good, and so for they, the, to see them kind of come up, and I was yeah. like, I kind of want them to go too. So when they went to the Super Bowl, yeah. I was like, man, eh, it's okay. Plus yeah. they beat the Titans in the playoffs, so right. I was like, this works. Yeah, and then they didn't pull it out. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. That game. I think the Bills, that game when they beat the Titans was whew, it was rough. Yeah, that was rough. Anywho. Anywho, moving on. Uh. Uh, we, we're we're going to talk about uh, we're going to talk about the Pixel Book here in a minute, but uh, just for anybody who didn't listen to last week's episode, I do want to. We're, we're just going to talk about it every week until it happens. This is just sure. what we do when there's a hardware event. It's going to happen this week. What I don't know. <laughs> What's happening? Happening. Whatever <laughs> you're getting ready to talk yeah, about. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, we're uh, we're we're going to uh, going to New York for a Google Hardware in person. Oh, I thought you were going to say talk about uh, reaching week. our first subscriber goal. I was oh, like, it, we are close. Wait, yeah. Well, it kind of stalled last week. So yeah. if you no, all, I'm are, willing it into existence. Yes, but yes, we are not going to New York next week. <laughs> not not next week. It is October sixth. We know. Yeah, uh, and we are going to be in person. Heading up to New York to uh, to report live from the scene, and uh, Robbie for sure is going to be in the keynote. And then we're trying to arrange some other. It's a very small yeah, uh, doing, keynote. Doing, yeah, it's a small a small group. So um, and then they're doing this, this first live post COVID thing. They're probably going to keep yeah, it yeah small. So he might be the only one in there for that. But we're hoping to. Uh, Get the crew in for some hands-on. Yeah, for the get, sandbox time. Get footage of everything. Which if they're not, yeah. you're, you're on your own, and Joe yeah. and I will be pizza crawling. Yeah. Just give me a camera, and I'll point it at things. Yeah, I mean, hey, film, we're it, gonna, film it on I, your phone, honestly. We're going to be in Brooklyn. We can go do that uh, the pizza tour that uh, Charlie was oh, talking yeah. about. Yeah. That'd be pretty cool. Nah, Absolutely. I'm just kidding. We're not going to have time for that. We have time yeah. for much anything. But <laughs> yeah. We will we're, eat we're, pizza we're, while we're there, though. We're rolling in and rolling out. Yeah. Um, yeah. But it's it's really exciting. Uh, in-person event, first 
first one uh, since COVID for us. And, um, you know, obviously we're really excited about some of the announcements. Obviously new Pixel 7 flagship phones uh, and the Pixel Watch are the main ones that we're really excited about. The Pixel Watch I am obsessing over basically. Yeah. um, Can't wait. I'm, I'm, uh, my only fear with it is that it's, uh, I'm overhyping it in my brain. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. I'm definitely trying to, definitely worried about that. Ease off, but we'll see hopefully it's, it's the smartwatch that i've always wanted i know i'm just like that <laughs> hopefully <laughs> hopefully it's hanging so much on it uh-huh I don't know. it uh it could uh it could deliver hopefully will deliver everything that we want it to deliver but we'll have to wait and see yeah. we'll know more on uh we don't know i mean we don't know much about internals um we've only seen you know some some uh photos and some video from io and uh so we'll get all the details on the sixth. Well, and we can since we're talking about this. Um, I published this this morning, and it's just passing along rumor from somebody else. Uh, what a digital something station? Yeah. Uh, chat, chat, digital chat station. There you go. Hey, <laughs> he posts on, he posts on Weibo, uh, which huh, is okay. China's social media. Yeah, yeah. They're big social media. Um, he, he posts on Twitter, but nowhere near as much as he does on Weibo. Um, and he's had some pretty good leaks uh, over the years, and. He's saying that that Google is producing a mini me version of something that looks like a Pixel Six, Pixel Seven. Uh, there's nothing like concrete to substantiate this, but he's got a code name. Uh, I don't, Andrew, if you can pull that up, I don't remember what it was, it was called. N- Nebo, Nilo, Nira, Navar, something. Nirvana, N E I L A, Nila, Nila, which doesn't sound like a pixel name. Usually, it's like fish or birds or something. So, yeah, I, I don't know. Um, grain of salt, obviously, with that one. But the idea being uh, that they would make a smaller but still flagship phone. So, you know, like the, the Pixel 4a was a little bitty phone. 5a was not. Um, and the 6a kind of went back a little bit, but it's, what, six inches, I think? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Six. Yeah. So this would be, I'm, I'm assuming, something smaller than that, maybe a little bit. Uh, but apparently, like overseas uh, in America... People like big phones, uh, but Google doesn't sell a lot of phones outside of the states. Uh, U.S. and Japan usually are like the first markets, and then it, they go to a few other places. But apparently, in other markets, smaller phones are mm-hmm. are still desirable. And the idea of making a small flagship still phone, yeah, still uh, have all the internals, work. still have a nice screen, right? Um, but somebody said something in I'm trying to remember what it was. Um, Somebody's video, I can't remember what it was. Oh, no, it's Mr. Who's the Boss. That's what it was. Uh, like, I'm sitting there, like, trying to follow the trail. Um, it was Mr. That video I watched, yeah. that one, that one led me here. It was, <laughs> yeah, it was Mr. Mr. Who's the Boss, um, and he did a, a video about the iPhone 14, kind of like the, um, after the event was over, just his reaction to it. And in the middle of it, he quoted a, a statistic. I had to go look back up again, but that, like, the iPhone... Because he was trying to make the point, like they've introduced the iPhone Max. I think we might have talked about this last week. I think so. That, yeah, because they swapped. Basically, they're swapping a phone that they'll probably sell a bunch of yeah. for a phone that I looked it up again today to write this. Uh, it was only three percent of their overall sales. Wow. The, the mini. I don't know that we talked about that last week. That's wild. That, I meant to say that if I didn't. Wow. Um, so his point was like, hey, you're switching a phone that probably doesn't sell anyway. You're in, introducing a new phone in your four phone lineup that will probably sell quite a bit because right. it's not quite the pro, but it's still big. Um, and so 
and it's two hundred dollars more than that phone. Uh, so you're swapping out something that's going to sell more and, and has a better price. So uh, good point. But if you take that, if Apple can't move a small flagship phone in the U.S., nobody can. So don't don't do that. So uh, <laughs> don't, please don't yeah. don't don't waste your time on that Google. So my guess is if Google is doing it, they're not going to waste their time with releasing it in the states. Maybe it. It'd be the first time that they've done a, a variation of a phone and, and released yeah. it overseas, but yeah. they, they could release it here and just not market it heavy here and sure. and push it that, to and other that's, markets. That, if it is legit, that's my feeling because Android they kind of didn't gone away with the what was the dumbed down Android, Android one, one or whatever it was. Yeah, they've kind of gotten away from that, but they still you know they do light apps and all that thing. This very well could be a push for the non U.S. market because those phones do really really well. I mean the every street corner in a lot of these larger countries you can buy an android uh based phone for little of nothing and maybe it is maybe this is going to be like their 200 hundred dollar global phone for people that sure. just need telecommunications yeah but know? i feel like it would be it would get announced at a different event like it'd yeah. be that yeah, the next billion type thing you know where they're we're gonna we're targeting and not just with android this time we're doing it with one of our own phones it's got tensor and whatever i just i don't see any possibility that we see this in new and, york and if that's a success that's another way that if google decided to uh do us do this that's another way that tensor could make it way make its way into other devices if google's yeah. i don't i'm not convinced that google's going to do that but if the day came that they decided hey this could be lucrative for us to do this you've got there's not a ton of smartphone makers that market in the u.s but they're a dime a dozen overseas i mean yeah yeah and i mean you know there's the some of those rumors with the ultra as well like both of these devices could just be stuff they're messing with yeah like reference devices they're trying something trying some stuff yep. out to see what works and what doesn't and so i don't know don't put too much stock in this stuff yeah. like we talk about the pixel notepad and there's you know uh, patent filings there are all kinds of references to it in the google camera app and all this stuff so there's like these clear indicators that it's on the way industry insiders are saying hey they're ordering these screens blah 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 like there's all this stuff that would point to this being a real thing here's really nothing uh concrete for either this ultra pixel 7 ultra and there's some code stuff but again that could just be a development device uh and then we've got this one report you know that's that's some random person put on the internet yeah, and we're all like oh maybe so did, did he say in that at all is it tensor two or does he know okay because that's the thing no i details. mean this could very well be if it is legit it very well could be the 7a i mean if it's tensor two it could be the next early I development, mean, well, development. See, the reason i don't think like it it wouldn't make sense for him to be saying what he's saying because he said it's a flagship device oh, yeah, oh so it's okay. a small device but it's flagship so um, same, like he's. I think he said the same look and feel of the Pixel family, mm-hmm. but I'm like the A series has that, so I don't know. Oh, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> well, it, I, I don't think we're going to see it anytime yeah. soon. But yeah. it's you know another we're, we're Pixel still hoping. You mentioned there. the Notepad. We're still hoping for maybe a tease, a tease. Uh, a tease. of yeah. the uh, Pixel folding phone, uh, the Notepad, and, and they're that, saying right now the industry people are saying probably Q1. Yeah, 2023. Which, gosh, that's that's. I'll be here before you know yeah. it. Yeah, how far? So, I mean, the so, timing would be it. similar to the Pixel Watch tease. They teased it, and now it's out the end of this month. And if they give a good tease of it now, and it launches by the end of Q1 next year, that's yeah. 
gives them time. Have to, we have we heard any rumors or uh, anything about uh, availability on this new hardware that's going to be announced on the seven and the watch? Day of is what the blog post says. Yeah, so they awesome. said you'll be able to buy it at the store and online. The day oh yeah, because I remember you all mentioning if yep. we d- depending on what we get from the event, we just, just go down and and buy what well, we need. The fun part is we're the uh, uh, sandbox part of the events at the Google store. Right, right. So we'll be in the store. Already, just here. Take all of my money. <laughs> just here's some cash. Yeah. <laughs> Already paid to fly here. Yeah, stay in exactly. hotel. Here's some more. Just money. here's some more money. Google, <laughs> just just make a big bed of all this cash and sleep <laughs> in it. Uh, Save some money on some golf gear this week, so I can buy. Yeah, a, there you a go. That's thing, right. So. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see yeah. what we can come went, away with. The I last went, uh, live event we went to was in 2019. Um, and they didn't have pixel books to give away. And then we got, everybody got their little bag and every one of these we've gone to, like, we always feel like we get shafted a little bit, uh, from the take home bag. Now, since we haven't done the in-person ones, the media kits that we've gotten, we've pretty much gotten everything right, that right. we would need. Which since is awesome, then. yeah. So I'm hoping that that translates to this year. I'm hoping I just when they don't hand know if us it's our the same bag, people. It's probably, I don't know. Who knows? Gosh, I hope I just is. hope when they hand us our bag, they're not like, oh, here's a little Chrome Unbox bag with one thing in it. Yeah. You, like yeah. we need, I mean, we're doing reviews on the stuff that gets announced yeah you know? yeah and, every bit and of we it. need to we need to have we need to have it and if we have to go buy it we'll go buy it but um nah, i I'm mean sure, come on i'm sure we can get a hold of it <laughs> come on they'll hand yeah, it to like the nest team's really good about sending this stuff but i mean I, I, I agree i feel like whatever they have we should yeah you know, hopefully. we shouldn't have any problem because the, pho- the phones we get and then if there is new chromecast or whatever announced i don't see any reason why they wouldn't well and which, my guess is like the, the fact that they've always done kind of that different the package this package goes to this publication it has to be based on like keyword research and stuff right. like these people write about this stuff because oh yeah the yeah, last probably, one yeah. we went to in person we probably had three pixel articles total on oh yeah we had like it was just a handful by then yeah, we hadn't written um, about it so, hardly at all yeah it's a little different now, now we cover yeah. a little bit of pixel stuff mm-hmm. yeah yeah pixel watch pixel 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 the, the pixel, <laughs> pixel, pixel, pixel pixel you know pixel pixel, 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 pad, pixel, pixel, pixel pixel pad pixel fold we cover pixel book we do. Wow, we, we did. Wah, wah, wah. We did. So let's just let's just let's just talk. Rip about the it. bandaid off. Let's just talk about it. So. We've got we've got a picture of the OG Pixel Book there. We got a print. We have yeah. yeah we do have a print. We have a awesome photo of the Pixel Book Go and the original Pixel Book up on the screen. Yeah. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. R.I.P. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's uh, that's that's not something that's going to be announced because no. it's not happening. No, and it's unfortunately. Uh, it, it, and we we weren't for sure that we were going to hear anything about it anytime soon, anyway. But we were relatively sure uh, up until recently that there was a tensor powered, possibly a tensor yeah. powered, but at least a Pixel Book in the works because oh, yeah. we all overlooked this. But at I/O. Rick Osterlo told The Verge, yeah, yeah, we've got, we we have a new Pixel Book. It was, Pixel Books. Yeah. yeah. Plural. <laughs> Pixel Books. Yeah. On the roadmap. Which could have been true at that point yeah. in time. So, uh, but then earlier this week just came up with it. That was Monday. Yeah. Cause yeah. I was, I was watching the Broncos game. So it was like double, double close whammy. to the yeah. whatever. So <laughs> we were playing, we were playing golf yeah. when those yeah. texts get there. I was like, so. anyway, uh, recently Google's had some cutbacks and it's, uh, I don't really know that it's, di- tied directly to revenue uh sundar is just seems like he's wanting to shift uh to a more laser focused uh google 
and that means cutting back in certain areas i read this morning or yesterday that they've cut the area 120 is it 120 area 120 yeah, the, yeah. they're experimental so it's like they're exper- they've cut that in half uh they've dissolved some departments they're not they're not on like a firing spree they're just they're reloading relocating people but the memo also said that they were going to slow hiring and they were only going to hire uh like necessary engineers and mm. things like that to work on specific projects so uh he did not say this but the the verge said that their source told them that part of this cutback hiring slowdown also meant they axed the pixel book and the team behind it was dissolved so they've been moved to other areas in google so mm. uh unofficially official there is no more pixel book in the works which is crazy because according to the source and what the verge said development was very far along so my guess and i I put this in my article was i I anticipate the new pixel tablet to show up probably q1 q2 somewhere around that my guess is they were going to announce the new pixel book at next year's hardware event and unless something changes that is no more yeah so here's the thing with all this though like as you're talking i'm sitting there thinking through like all the things that google has said we're done making this and then Mm -hmm. came back and started making again like the pixel tablet that we're getting ready to get yeah Yeah. i mean they they swore off tablets yeah um they've sworn off the pixel book before yeah Mm -hmm. um they've said that you know we're not we're not making another one of those or whatever and then the pixel book go happened um you know so while it may be dissolved for now like I, d- I think the Pixel Book will reemerge when it's needed, right? When when Google feels like it's time for it to and that show up and do something, yeah. And that's what we've talked about this at length internally and with uh, openly with uh, people at Google and stuff. Uh, you know, Google's always been kind of a halo device company with ne- the Nexus line and things like that. Uh, they they create the Pixel family now is different. Google has now evolved into a hardware company. But for these Halo-style devices, they bring them out when they're needed, when the ecosystem needs to be pushed forward or OEMs need some direction on, hey, this is where we'd like to see Android go or this is where we'd like to see this go or whatever. Right. Uh, so, Because n- none of the Pixelbooks have been the most powerful hardware on the market. Mm-mm. But uh, like, I, like I wrote and you've written and we've talked about uh, on many occasions, there's something about a Pixelbook that is it's incomparable to any other device on the market. And I'm, I'm comparing that to a $2,500 HP Dragonfly Elite. There's something about a Pixelbook and a Pixelbook Go that you don't get with those devices. And Google's just in a place right now where I don't think that they need to have that device because, you know, we know, Robbie's talked about this, they work hand-in-hand with every manufacturer. You don't make a Chromebook without Google's input and their seal of approval. So clearly they're working with like hps and lenovo's and all these to create these cutting edge chromebooks and chrome os devices i wasn't talking google um so right now there's maybe there's just no need for uh, a pixel book you know yeah Yeah, because if you think about the market like where it is right now where where we sit and the devices that we have coming out you know the dragonfly is a perfect Mm -hmm. example of this device that is cutting edge and has all kinds of new features and it's awesome i mean heck the, the was it made by Google? Their Instagram account that yeah. Put yeah. It, they put they put it meet in there. The new dragonfly. <laughs> yeah. And you know the thing is, like Google, um, you know, we were told by HP, Google had a huge hand, like probably built the internal part of that dragonfly Chromebook. Like 
no different than they would have designed the internals of uh, Pixelbook or something. Um, so they had a huge hand in doing that. But then HP obviously finished off the outside. And as nice as the Dragonfly is, as great as an experience as it is to use it, there just is something different. Um, and it's an attention to detail. But it's not as if the, the, the Google-made Chromebooks are the only ones that have that attention. Um, I would... I would say like there's a small category of, of devices that have this, and I would say that like Apple's MacBooks have that. Um, Microsoft's uh, first-party Surface hardware yep. has that, and then Google's Pixel and Pixelbook devices have that. And you know, it's it's strange because it's it seems like it's hard to define because like Abe said, the, these weren't devices that had the best overall hardware technically. I mean, right. especially from an internal standpoint. I mean, you could argue, no, like, I mean, the Pixelbook Go had a mediocre screen. You know, it's like, yeah, it's a 1080p, 13 more 3 inch, 16 by 9 panel that didn't get that bright, and it's fine. It's just, it's fine. I remember, I'll never forget being at Vegas, and ha- that was the one I had on me, and uh, we stopped to see the the um, Samsung Galaxy Chromebook, and we flipped its OLED brilliance open and put the Pixelbook next to it, and or the Pixelbook Go next to it, and the the Go screen looked absolutely dingy mm, and yeah. terrible. So it's not as if Google um, adds takes all the right things and puts it in a bowl and mixes it together and just goes, "Hey, we picked all the big hardware and and we got this nice thing." It's we're going to take good stuff, but then we're going to have this craftsmanship and attention to detail on the outside parts of the device yeah. that are necessary to make something that feels different. And you know, we're going to spend a lot of time researching and developing how we're going to make the chassis and then figure out how to fit the parts that we want inside that. And you know, that, that clearly takes a lot of time, a lot of effort, a lot of skill. Um, and, and I understand that that's probably why the pixel books were always a little bit high on the price range. Right. Um, but there, there's no substitute for it. And for right now, there's no OEM that matches that right. in the Chromebook space, and I don't think in the Windows space. Maybe a Dell XPS, right? Maybe, but I still, I picked up XPSs, and I'm like, but something still not the yeah, same. Something just occurred to me though. You remember with the original Pixelbook, they talked about all the intelligent design and how they had designers from like over in mm-hmm. it was like Norway and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Like the most OEMs have been making devices for so long. They have their flagship devices. They have their XPSs and their elites and all that stuff. So when they create a new premium Chromebook, they kind of folded into that. Google didn't have that. And it might've been an advantage to them because they took this and said, Hey, here's who Google is. Here's our mantra. Here's our material design. Here's what we go for in the nest line and the pixel line. Let's create something around that. Mm-hmm. And right. it's more intentional design than you get with the other OEMs. Yeah. And yeah. hopefully Google kind of, you know, prods and encourages other. Because there have been devices. Like, I remember when we saw the first Duet tablet when we went to Vegas. Mm-hmm. And we walked in and saw it. I'm like, man, that could totally have a G on the back of it. It well, just had a googly feel to, to somebody it. that said that Google was heavy-handed with that yep. device, too. And you can um, see those devices where Google's kind of had their fingers on it like that. You yeah. Know? yeah. So. And I go back, and I've mentioned this many times, but one of the first devices Chromebooks I ever got my hands on was the HP Chromebook 11. Mm-hmm. And if you go look that device up, um, you'll see it's, it's white pill shaped. The box, the unboxing is embarrassing, but you can go find it on a YouTube channel. <laughs> we'll link it. Um, Make sure to link it. <laughs> uh, but it, uh, you know, the box itself was like a pill shaped white box and had the, a colored band. So you, there were four colors. The Google four colors were the options and the colors. And those accents came in on like the feet 
um, and then like a part on the inside, like there was like a bar or no, there's like a surround a, around yep, the keyboard, around the yep. and and that was the color you chose, but it matched the color on the outside of the box. I mean, this thing looked like a. I mean, you open it up. I don't even think it had HP on it. Maybe and I think it's just a Chromebook. I don't think it did. And on the bottom of the lid, it said Chrome on it, just like the original Chromebook Pixel did. It had upward firing speakers, just like the Chromebook Pixel. It had um, one of the first like uh, um, it wasn't no, it's just an IPS panel. But you know, the other couple Chromebooks that were out by then, or at that point, were TN panels, so they looked terrible. So it was IPS, so it had nice dark inky kind of colors and stuff. It just had a really slow processor in it. Mm-hmm. Um, but it had great Tegra? keyboard. No, that one was uh oh, shoot. Was that Haswell or pre? No, that was pre. Um, I can't remember oh, what geez. crappy processor they put in those. Uh, oh, it was that old Exynos. That very oh, first Exynos, yeah. Samsung Exynos chip. So worse <laughs> than the Tegra. It was the same thing that was in that the super bendy Samsung, the the Chromebook for everyone, the yeah. two fifty dollars Samsung Chromebook. That was my yeah. first Chromebook. Um, was we've that got the, one. S- we've the got three, one, uh, the series? Series. It's five. in that box right there. Series top five. Of the, top of the shelf. Uh, series three. Yeah. Three. Series three. They had a series five that was out. Two series five that were out right. before it. And then they made that super duper cheap. I mean, it's like made of rubber. It just like bends all <laughs> over the place. Floppy. Very bendy. But, uh, yeah, so, so Google was clearly heavily involved there. Um, and you could see it. And like you said, with the Lenovo, I'm trying to think if there's been any other devices where it's like ah, we don't know for sure but you can kind of tell um, that that's the case mm, there's nothing I, I, off the top of my I mean, head my big the now. bigger hp 14 the, the my first one i got mm-hmm. from you it had felt a little googly probably just because it was white but yeah i don't yeah, i can't think of I mean, any lenovo others. did the light bar on that one but that was, that yeah, was never did and you can't buy it so whatever um but i think that that kind of highlights what role Google could play in a Pixelbook free world mm-hmm. um, where Google could step in and and not just assist manufacturers but like collaborate yeah mm-hmm. really work with them and, and brand it or I don't know market it in some way or mm-hmm. I don't know like I think back I need to go look at that HP again because I'm trying to remember what was on it um, I know there was an HP logo somewhere on it but I feel like it was so downplayed um, and even the launch event for that device, I remember, was on Google's campus. It was small. Was but it on the keyboard deck? It was like a little round HP. My, I, I just can't remember now. Let's see if you can find it but, in the can. Um, yeah, good luck with that one. <laughs> HP Chromebook 11. Uh, you might be able to find some pictures on the interwebs. Um, what year was that? 2014? 13, 2014, something like that. Um, go back and watch the unboxing. Yeah, it's great. It's great fun. I did There's that one on that. eBay for $16. I'm pretty sure I had the... The, the chairs stacked up with the pizza box. I mean, we, we, I mean got to start somewhere. Yep. Got to oh, start it. somewhere. So, see, look, there's no there's no HP branding on that. Now, there yeah. might be on the lid. I don't know. And, and H, they made HP Chromebook 11G blah, 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 blah. Uh, they've got their... Yeah. G, the one we destroyed was a mm-hmm. HP Chromebook 11 G, yeah. G9. Um, they just keep making new ones. None of them look like that. Mm-hmm. That was the only one that they did that with. And so... I could see a future where Google starts doing this with manufacturers in this very overt way um, where they don't have to go make their own Chromebook, um, but they could still influence the market in a few right. ways by taking what they you know know about. On the bottom. <laughs> yeah, really? Let me see. Let's oh, see. look at the feet, though. Giant. So those colors uh, of the feet. Yeah, that's yeah. so cool. Um, we'll make sure to throw some that's it. Yeah, photos the HP, up on the video. It's on the bottom of this thing. Yeah. And so, like... 
But it, it also uh, sorry, it didn't have any Google. Sorry to interrupt. Google on the bottom by the foot. Okay. See, That's I mean, crazy. Yeah. There, there could be some of this co-branding. We're making this with Google. Because what it, was it the feels thing? Feels like the Nexus. Yeah, the thing you mentioned the other day again. with the uh, the Android Play Edition or whatever it was. Yeah, uh, is that what they were called? Was it? Yeah, the, it was just the Play Google Edition. Play Edition. Yeah. So they like Samsung made the Galaxy S. Um, Andy can probably remembers these. Um, I want to say the Galaxy S3. It was the three or the four. Yeah, so the three. Yes. The Google Play edition of yeah. phones, so you could get it. it. Didn't have any of Samsung stuff on it. It was it was basically a Nexus without calling it a Nexus. It basically. was in the three. Yeah. The three. We we got fours at Bluegrass from then on out. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, because I think the the four was where Samsung kind of came into its own, kind of like Apple did, where they decided our phone's going to be the same phone on every carrier and all this stuff. Um, but yeah, the, like the Nexus program is a perfect example of this. Uh, the, the, the play, uh, edition phones, that, that kind of thing where there's heavy collaboration, mm-hmm. uh, without it having to be a first party thing. Right. And so, you know, the, and, and really all that Google would have to do is nudge some of these people, uh, you know, you have HP or Asus or Lenovo or Acer that have, and Dell, if they ever decide, or Samsung, you know, that have the 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 scale and the ability to build devices, uh, you know, like this, unique devices. They just need to decide that they want to pay more attention to the outer portions. And when it comes down to it, that's what makes them different. That's what right. makes the Pixel Books different. It's just the attention to that outer part of the hardware. And they should, because there's no reason not to. I mean. The software is the software. It doesn't change. Google doesn't allow that. It's the same on every single device. All the hard internals has all that's already been tweaked and everything's ready in the in the repositories. Focus on building that yeah. that perfect exterior device. You know? Yeah, but yeah. I think the other thing that that becomes a, a difficult ask in this situation is the fact that you can go to Best Buy right now and go pick it up. Every Windows laptop. Don't pick up Microsoft's, but every other Windows laptop. And tell me if you don't, if you do find one that matches Microsoft's, Apple's, or Google's build quality. There's not. And you, do, you just won't find them. And that's just, not a knock to these manufacturers, just but scale problems, or I, I don't know. And so if that's if they're not already doing it for those Windows devices, right. why, why would they do it for right? A so like Google would have to make a incentivized effort. or right. Uh, yeah, offer, you know, kind of almost like some free services or something to help these. Well, and, and on top of that, I think they would have to say, like, look, you could, we'll let you, and we will also market this as promote it, yeah, uh, almost a first party sure. thing. So, yeah. let people know that are like, we want a Pixel Book so bad. Cool. Here's, we worked. a Pixel Book, but we worked with Asus and Dell and HP, and we built these three Chromebooks that have that kind of pixel book vibe right. like whatever you call it whatever the program sure. is but make it clear make sure people know that that's the case and you know then i think you could have something because at the end of the day google clearly doesn't want to go and fight with their oems like that the the situation with chromebooks is unique um in in hardware you have apple who's fully vertically integrated hardware software they control the stack then you've got Microsoft, who is kind of all over the place. They're integrated with their software and their own hardware, but they also license their software to other OEMs. So they're mm-hmm. in direct competition with them. So that's almost similar to what Google does with the, the Pixel devices. Like, they decided, we're going to get into this, 
and we're ready to fight. Like we're going to fight against these our own operating system that we. But yep. Android is so malleable. Like when Samsung takes it, Samsung does whatever Samsung wants. Like Google helps in certain ways to do certain things with Android because they think it's going to benefit the ecosystem. But they're not at the whim of Android, of Samsung to right. do anything. They don't have to. You know, it's here's the OE, the AOSP and you can take it and do whatever you want with it. And and so those are all different scenarios from what Chromebooks and Chrome OS are. Right. Where you've got Google touching everyone, but they're all going out and they want this ecosystem to be um, you know, strong and sustainable and competitive and for them to come in and craft something that is uniquely better than anybody else um, and not really have to do it at scale. Like, because, you know, they never did with Pixelbooks. Like, they, they, they were never, it's yeah. like they weren't having to build millions of them. Right, they were right. just like, eh, we'll build some, you know, whatever. It disrupts all of this stuff and it puts them in direct competition with their OEM partners. And these OEM partners aren't just people who resell Chrome OS for them. Like, people that resell windows or people that resell android basically these partners are people they're working with they're actual partners with uh and they want to see chrome os move forward as we all work together to make this happen and so pixel books are more than just a shot across the bow for for those relationships they really are um and i think that's why pixel books have only come around when pixel books are needed right and and we've talked about that and that that's i i'm 100 percent that's sure like that's how they've leveraged them like a google made first party piece of hardware in chrome os space only shows up when necessary right well we want to do something to push things forward well look around yeah you know the last couple of years well chromebooks aren't really evolving that much right. at this point like right. we've yeah. kind of yeah. hit all the things and so it's like what is a pixel book even going to do at this point point? Yeah. and not yeah. only that back to robbie's point i mean at one point in time rick osterlow himself said we're not doing tablets We're we are dedicated to our partners that make them and at that point in time they weren't and i guarantee you that whoever worked on google's pixel they probably didn't have a tablet team because there wasn't a tablet since the pixel c which was right ages ago but if there were people in the android tablet department that would have said hey guys we're not Pick, uh, tablet's not on the roadmap right now, so you guys go work with the guys in the foldable department or whatever. Then when they decided, hey, we want to do this new thing with the Pixel tablet, it's going to be a smart home device to whatever, they reassembled the team. People who are doomsday saying, you know, all this stuff, oh, Pixelbook, whatever, it's not on the roadmap right now, so there's no reason to have a Pixelbook team. Right. Yeah, they can six spin month, up a new yeah, team. Six months from now, they say, hey, you know what? Uh, we're making this big push for enterprise and we want to do something a little bit different. We're adding facial recognition or we're, we're whatever. We're adding these things to the Chrome OS ecosystem and we believe that, that it requires us to have a new flagship device. So let's get the team back together right. Right. and let's Avengers. put out this thing. Yeah, exactly. We're going to pixel book, assemble a pixel book. You know, yeah. So, and yeah. uh, it's just, it is what it is. Does that mean they are going to make one eventually? Who knows? Yeah. But does it mean it very well could happen? Absolutely. Right. Absolutely. Right. Well, uh, Robbie, you had mentioned a little bit about maybe some thoughts on tensor. So let's, let's take a, a, a tensor, let's take a quick, let's take a quick break for an ad and we'll come back and you can, you can talk right. about it. All right. This podcast is brought to you by NordVPN. We recommend the service and we use NordVPN because they keep your browsing secure and private on any device. 
Whether you're using a Chromebook, an Android device, a Mac, an iPhone, or a Windows device, NordVPN is going to protect your browsing. They also have 24-7 customer support in case you ever have any issues, and they offer a risk-free 30-day money-back guarantee. So if you want to learn more and maybe give it a try, head over to chromeunbox.com forward slash Nord, N-O-R-D. Today's episode is brought to you by Cameo. If your organization is looking to adopt Chromebooks, but you need to give your people seamless access to all their apps, including Windows apps, Cameo is the simplest and most secure and most cost-effective way to deliver all the apps your people need to be productive on Chrome OS. Cameo is a Chrome Enterprise recommended virtualization solution and is deeply integrated with Chrome OS and the Google Admin Console, making it easy for you to push any app as a PWA to your Chromebooks. And now you can take advantage of a special Chrome OS and Cameo bundle that makes it easier than ever to test. If you're interested, you can head over to cameo.com forward slash unbox. That's C-A-M-E-Y-O dot com slash unbox or click the link down in the show notes. Alrighty, welcome back everyone. So uh, we mentioned this earlier, but we didn't quite say exactly what was going on. We're doing a giveaway. Did we? Yeah. Uh, we, did. we mentioned the giveaway. That's right. Started to. We started to. Kinda then did. we got distracted, probably. I don't know. We're going to give away a Lenovo Chromebook Duet 3 when we hit 10,000 subs True on the Chromecast Podcast story. YouTube channel. True. So story. Can't click get the there link. unless you share it and yeah. unless people subscribe. Yeah. yeah. We want to give the thing away. We want to give, go. We wanna give stuff away. It'll be like 2026 and you'll be getting a really old Chromebook. <laughs> right. Nobody it's, wants that. It's going to defeat the purpose at that point. Uh, but no, we're we're really excited to give this thing away. We have some other stuff to give away along the way. <laughs> the way of the way. With the along way. the way. In I the way. Too. In the way of the main giveaway is some other stuff on the way. Yeah. That are way, way cool. That are way, way cool. Yeah. Way neat. Uh, so click the link in the, in the description and get entered to win. It's super duper simple. All Easy. you do is give us your email and click subscribe. Done. Easy peasy. You're entered. Done. Done. So bunzo. There's some other ways we to promise not to message you at three o'clock in the morning. Right. Yeah. I mean, won't message you much at all. I mean, no. to be honest with you, we send we send uh, a weekly roundup email to that list, yeah. and I send it out normally on Fridays. On Tuesdays, sometimes if there's a lot going on, but normally Fridays at noon. And that's it. It's a great way yeah, to catch up if you want to. If you want to stay caught up on the news, but yeah. you you like kind of a digest kind of thing, yeah. it is a great way to see what's it's trending. The one I get. Yeah, see, that's how see I see keep up trending. with Chrome Unbox. See what's going on. <laughs> see what we got. See what we got going. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. I don't know what we do except for <laughs> checking that email. No idea. Top five posts. That's all I get. <laughs> like, huh? That's good for me. Oh, okay. Hey, Chrome Unbox <laughs> has their own coffee. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> so click the link in the description. Get entered to win. And help us get 10,000 subs on this channel. Okay. Uh, back to what we were talking about with the Pixelbook. I was uh, trying to tease it before the Robbie break. was trying to tease. Got but shut down. I was confused for good reason because you have a uh, – this this article is, isn't out yet. So yeah, this is te- technically a tease. It's, of, yeah, it's in, in progress. So. I'm, I was, I'm dumb. I don't know anything I, about anything. I had so. to outline it even. Like, I had to get my thoughts in order. So I've got the first couple paragraphs written and then like an outline of yeah. how I'm going to get to the point. But I can just kind of work my way through it here. Yeah, sure. Because <clears throat> by the time you Take hear notes. this... Yeah, so, so yeah. Somebody write down what I'll, Robbie says so I'll we re, can put I'll, it in I'll an re- article. Listen back and be like, yeah. I made some good points. Hey, in just there. hold your phone up to it and do a a, a recorder 
uh, thing. Maybe Just do could. it now. Yeah. Honestly. Oh, it happens every week. Where, like what, Monday, what I'll roll around. I'm like, man, there was something we talked about on the podcast. I was like, man, I'd really like to write that. And you're like, nah, I, I don't, don't know. know. You should probably go back and listen to it. So I have no idea. Here we go. Recorder we is go. awesome. Pixel recorders. It does an excellent transcript. I like back which I saw somebody, I think it was Ryan Hager. Where's he at now? Where did he go? He went to uh, hey, I don't where Ruddock was, it. wasn't it? No, Reddick went no. to Esper. Oh, with all the other tech. Oh no, Ryan said he was <laughs> yeah. going to work for an industry. Uh, yeah, I, he posted something from it the other day, and I was like, "Don't oh, know what so that it's is." Oh, okay. Anyway, he had posted, uh, tweeted yesterday something that I had thought over the weekend. Man, they really need to make a way to just add audio to that. What do you mean? Like, I had some audio files from a video that we, we had done. Oh, and you want to transcribe? Yeah, that I recorded with. I a, normally just hold uh, my phone up to the speaker. Right, but that's annoying. <laughs> and I'm like, import. why not have an yeah. import button? Yeah, because then you got to sit and listen to it in real time if you had to transcribe yeah. versus yeah. just import like, the thing. I can't believe that's not a thing already. Come it on, Google. Be. There you Get go. Hey, somebody listening in Mountain View, do it. Uh, anywho, so, uh, yeah, the, the idea being here... Um, I, I saw an article by Kevin Tofel over it about Chromebooks. It, he wrote it like three weeks ago before all this, uh, before everything fell apart with the whole Pixelbook thing. Um, and he, <laughs> Nothing can go wrong. <laughs> yeah, it's like Robbie wrote his, oh, no. what was it, July, I think. Yeah, back in the summer. Wrote it, and then Kevin wrote that, and it's like, all right, yeah, everyone's on board. Yes. yes. Google's and Google's like, like nah. not in my house. <laughs> so, oh, no, it all went wrong. It all went wrong. Um, so, yeah, it, it, it was just funny because the, the good. Good luck with this recording, by the way. It's going to be all loud and blown out. Garbage sound. So, like, every week. Oh! Come on. Sick burn. Sick burn. Can I see my transcript in real time? Let's see. Yes, yes, it does. It does live transcription. Good luck. Oh, it was just funny because... Good luck with this. Hey, it's picking it all up. It's picking up me rereading the transcript, so I have two two versions of that there. Yeah. It's like Inception. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Anywho... <laughs> um, what were we talking about? No, say it backwards. <laughs> and then oh God! Read it. Replay it. I don't have those skills. Um, so yeah, but the title of his article was uh, "Why a uh, a tensor powered Pixelbook makes sense." And and I just I remember looking at it and being like, well, "That kind of sucks," you know, because I agreed with a lot of what he said. Yeah. Uh, but then I started thinking about it in lieu of what we've been talking about here lately with mm-hmm. with the Pixelbook and why a pixel book is necessary and i realized like i've had this this post sitting um in in my like things to write like the longer term thing i'm like oh this would be an idea for one day and it's been in there for six months at least and my dream pixel pixel or tensor powered pixel book and so i wanted to make a post like hey when google makes this if they did this with it this would be like my dream chromebook I can just make my dream Chromebook now. This is what I was going to do, and then I was going to do this with the Pixelbook. Obviously, I'm not going to do that now. Um, and as I was taking that post out, I got thinking. I was like, you know, it's funny. The more I'm thinking about, because I, I wrote an article a few months back about why Google may and eventually share Tensor with everyone else, and it was the points that we just got done talking about. Like, Google's heavily invested in this ecosystem, and they're heavily partnered in this ecosystem. And so that means it behooves them to help their partners grow like that. And everything we've seen with pixel means our pixel book means Google only does this when they need to shine a light, show people where to go. And other than that, they want to invest in their OEM partners. And so if they ended up putting tensor in a pixel book, 
they would almost have to share it. They'd almost have to be like, hey, Dell, hey, HP, do you want to use Tensor in your Chromebook as well? Like, we've already figured out all the bits and pieces. It works if you just like to use it and build your own Chromebook, but it's instead of Intel, it's this. But they have some pretty strategic partnerships with Intel and, and MediaTek. So they'd be undermining those things too. Just thought about that. Yep. Um, so I got to add that to the article. Um, and so they've got all these partnerships in this Chrome OS space um, that's so different than everything else. Then now imagine for a second, as I'm as I sat and imagined now my dream Chromebook with Tensor inside, and you get this Pixelbook that, you know, in my head was the original Pixelbook, just modernized, not, not even really modernized, just cleaned up a little bit, get rid of the silicon hand re- or palm rest. Those are a bad idea. Um, but you could replace them with something cool that's washable and it's also soft feel or something. Yeah. You know, put that awesome Pixelbook Go keyboard in there, um, a haptic trackpad in the middle of that, that palm rest area. Pixelbook Go speakers. speakers. Pixelbook Go speakers upward firing. You know, uh, the one of these 13.5 inch 3x2 screens because it would fit in the Pixelbook that already exists because it had such huge bezels. Fingerprint um, sensor. Yep. Um, you know, every, every hardware thing. You know, put a put a you know 1440 or a, a 4k webcam in it you know like do something crazy you know or whatever but I mean, yeah that haptic trackpad <clears throat> on a pixel book oh, oh my so god just a big slab of glass yeah. in yeah. between the palm rest yeah. they happening. could probably shave another uh, another millimeter off of that thing I get it down to i'm sitting here looking at the I know. it's so thin the, the headphone <laughs> The oh, the microphone like jack is 30 percent of that oh, bottom yeah. you can trim that I mean, down the Type That's C, it's wild. barely wild, wider than the Type C port. Yeah, it's so the audio, crazy. and it's a 2017. Anyway, we can't get off Shoot. subject. Sorry, here. So, sorry, sorry. We so, need one. Yeah, we need oh, one we need in the one. office. Yeah, let's go I'd love steal to find something a, else from Kenny's office. I'd love to find a new one, that, so it didn't have a bunch of grubby palm prints on it, so yeah, we can leave it true. pristine and not one. use it. Anyway, um, so as I as I started building this device and like, okay, I'm gonna write this, I'm gonna say this, and all this kind of stuff, I got to thinking like, okay, it's gonna have tensor inside. And honestly, all the things I'm listing are all things that Chromebooks already do right now. So it's not like they would be doing anything new hardware-wise. Like, and it, okay, if they put a crazy front-facing camera in it, that's not really. But anyone's worth. capable of doing right. That. That's not, not doing it. Yeah, that's not these big. I mean, think about the Pixelbook was one of the early convertible that did converting. It still is the best convertible right. feel of any device that's been made. Um, you know, but they also put an excellent keyboard, an excellent trackpad in, a three by two screen. There were some things that they were trying to push, like this. People like this stuff. Do this, and like we were trying to find a sixteen by nine Chromebook that we have right now in the office, and I was hunting through all kinds of them because they're sixteen by ten or three by two now. Mm-hmm. And so you see the, the the effect, the eventual effect that these devices have. So I'm like, well, in my dream, Tensor powered Pixelbook doesn't really look hardware wise that much different than anything that's else that's out there so i guess that wouldn't make any sense for them to make that right and then you add putting tensor inside of it does one very strategic thing that would be completely counterintuitive to everything that they've done in the past 11 years with chromebooks and that's put a because they're clearly not going to be sharing tensor with anyone i mean i i feel like now that it's been around for a year that it doesn't seem like they're going to going to put a tensor like they're going to have a tablet tensor chip. It's going to stay in the Pixel phones. They're not sharing that with any phone makers. That's not happening. You're not going to get a Samsung with a tensor chip in it. Um, and so if they were to put a tensor chip in a Chromebook and be like, 
here's the new thing. This mm-hmm. is why we made a new Pixelbook to showcase Tensor SOC. But they're not going to share it with anybody. Right. So how is that going to work? Mm-hmm. Because now all of a sudden you've got a, so a Pixelbook that's n- like, hey, we've made this thing. None of our partners yeah. can make this thing. Right. You can't make it. Like that's it's not, not a lighthouse device. That's no, this is us <laughs> showing off. Right. right. And now we're in direct competition with you. It's not, we're kind of like the Pixelbooks before were kind of, sort of, but they weren't pushing them in such a way that made them that way. And they were making them so infrequently it wasn't a big deal. Right. Because HP could have made a Pixelbook clone if they wanted to, or sure. anyone could have. Sure. They just chose not to. There was nothing in it yeah. that was you were incapable of making. Right. You put Tensor in it. That's that's just Pixelbook, and no one else can compete with that. And so all of a sudden, I'm realizing like this wouldn't make any sense actually Not, for yeah for at this stage. Yeah, it does for this for the phone. It does right for and, Chrome OS ecosystem. It does not. And I don't yeah. think until the Chromebook ecosystem is in such a space where Google's ready to throw like the Google hardware team is ready to get involved in right. the Chrome OS space as another OEM. We will probably won't see a tensor powered Pixelbook, and th- and this is uh, we were talking about this I think earlier today. Uh, you know, is there anything out there? Because I'm I'm really not that privy to it. Is there anything out there in the ARM world that's comparable to what Apple's doing? Uh, no, nothing. Like literally nothing, right? Because their M1 alone is destroying. Yeah, the closest thing would be the yeah. latest Snapdragon chip, but it's still not. Yeah, and, but you have like the M2, the GPU side of all that stuff. To me, not just tensor, tensor, but ARM in general, that's going to be the next big evolution is for right. them to say, hey, here's an ARM-powered device that's going toe-to-toe with Apple Silicon, and oh, by the way, you can now run DaVinci Resolve in Linux on a Chromebook with an ARM-powered chip. But again, if Google did that and kept it exclusive to tensor, they'd be shooting themselves in the exactly. foot. Right. And know? that's where so, tensor all of a sudden becomes kind of a problem right? in this whole yeah. idea. Unless they do eventually open, open, it, up. open it up. But it, well, I agree with you. I don't feel like that's the way they're going. Because it, at it the end of the day, like, they're still not fabbing these chips. These are Well, and also yeah. it'd be different if like tensor wasn't tied to Pixel. Mm-hmm. Like Pixel is a very commercialized line. It's a very Google hardware thing. It is, it is, they're competitive with it. They're not going to let Tensor just be in random Chromebooks because that that's going to sully the because right. if if, who, if HP puts out a three hundred dollar Chromebook with a Tensor chip yeah. in it, powered sudden, by Tensor, and it's like, like oh, wait, we don't what? want we don't want that associated with Tensor. Tensor needs to be like high quality Pixel. Right, hardware. it'd be like it'd be like you know Altec putting out a two gig of RAM phone that has a Snapdragon eight whatever, right. and it'd be like yeah, it might be a powerful bone from a cpu side but it's a it's a turd right it's, it's we don't want that in there yeah. Yeah. yeah and you know and you know as you're talking about apple and m1 and m2 and all that kind of stuff like that seems like the obvious play for a pixel book with tensor inside is that we have this vertically integrated thing but again unless they're going to be sharing p- tensor with people that's not a good look for this ecosystem it doesn't work yeah like, I, I just don't see a world where Google's hardware as it relates to Chrome OS could ever be vertically integrated because that's not there in touch competition yeah, that well that and their entire game with Chrome OS is just Chrome OS everywhere. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. enterprise, they sell enterprise license. They have all of the stuff, admin console, all of their strategic partners that they have creating some sort of device that is, is exclusive in, in any way is uh, counterintuitive completely. Yeah. I mean, so. it just, 
It doesn't. It, it's like oil and water. Like yeah, because the OEMs can. Because like, like you know, you have HP has the world's only haptic trackpad in a Chromebook, and it's incredible and it's awesome. But every other Chromebook still has a trackpad. It's just a different and, type and of trackpad. Acer could come out with a haptic trackpad. Absolutely, mm-hmm. that's fine. Yeah, like anybody so. can. Like none of these technologies are are only them and and i think you know so the pixel books came out and did stuff that nobody else did so you had the pixel book pen yeah before usi was a thing you know that was a thing only worked on pixel books right. but it didn't mean you didn't have stylus support on right. other devices they were just it was a different type of stylus and so you know there are these things in a hardware perspective that the pixels have come out and done first you know there weren't a whole lot of detachable chromebooks before the pixel slate um and and regardless of how we feel about that device I mean, we have ta- good tablets. Approaching 10, probably. You know. if you, yeah, and, and, more. and they're much better because of that, yeah. some of the failures of that device. Um, and and so, like, in high-resolution screens came from the, the original Pixel Chromebook Pixels and better keyboards and trackpads and just overall better build quality. Like, all of those things aren't unreachable for OEMs. They're completely in the yeah. realm of possibility. You just have to be spurred along to go do it. Right. Um, but Tensor's not that. And yeah. and so all of a sudden it's like, okay, so Tensor would be really strange, again, unless Google decides to share it, which would be really odd. Um, so Tensor becomes an actual problem towards Pixelbook adoption. And so now all of a sudden it's like, well, why else would Google make a, a Pixelbook at this point unless they're going to go directly compete? Like what is what is the end right. goal here? Yeah. Um, and they're they not. Do? They've never, they've never, ever ever claim to be you know a competitive force yeah. in so the chrome lighthouse market. that's device not is trying their to goal. Yeah. trying to push the market forward is trying yeah. to show what's possible right and we also know that they have deep ties with mediatek and mediatek's doing a lot of great stuff with their dimensity chips and uh onboard gpus as well as dedicated gpus and stuff like that so that may just yeah. be a thing like google might be going alongside them and saying hey look you guys keep doing what you're doing and when you get to a point where you can make a breakthrough on high-powered arm chips for chromebooks then then we'll cross that bridge when we yeah. get there and we'll we'll be the m1 apple whatever yeah, well of, the what whatever that that highest tier of campagno that we asked about during last year's summit you know because yeah, they talked about there being <laughs> yeah one, above. one right. above what they have announced like hey you never yeah, know that could be in the works right now i mean it probably is. and i have no doubt with what apple's done that are uh mediatek and qualcomm and whatever other what kieran i think who whatever is it kieran kieran uh, Huawei's thing, yeah, is that yeah. what they make? So, I, I have no doubt that they're they're tirelessly chasing that, and I mean, everyone wants yeah. to be able to get that kind of power out of a processor. But, but for Apple, uh, even it's not necessarily that they've got some special ARM cores working; it's that they have their software working right. with those things in right. very specific ways, which and, is where I think Google strategic partnerships are way more important than Google touting their own silicon. It's right. like, hey, you know, let's get Chrome OS working. As what because they're doing all this work on containers and ArcVM and all that stuff. Uh, they're talking about you know ArcVM and all this container technology evolving to the point where it's literally straight raw power from the the metal of the device. And I think that's where Google's focus should be. You know, yeah. it makes more and more sense the more we verbalize this. Mm-hmm. You know? Well, and and as I was sitting and thinking too, like it's it's even farther uh, circle with the whole tensor thing so if google doesn't have a hardware reason to make a pixel book if google doesn't have is it going to put uh shouldn't put tensor in a chromebook because it's going to be the only one with it and it's that's not a lighthouse feature here's the then the conundrum that comes from that so 
say Google does find some other hardware thing. I don't know what it would be. I don't know what else you'd do with a laptop at this point. Like, it's a a flying laptop. Yeah, you know, they, they make they make the you know f- three four years from now they have a foldable with the keyboard in it like the X11 right. something you know like where it's like something where they they're trying to get other the Chromebook makers to go hey we think this is where things are going like. A full screen foldable. Yeah, that's a perfect example. So, like the X One thing from Lenovo or Chromebook Asus isn't a perfect example. I, I mean, I figured yeah, like I mean, when absolutely. I was done with it, I'd be like, hit the fly right. button and it goes, and it flies, and it flies over to, to your <laughs> exactly. I mean, or in the drone. <laughs> no, it style. has a nest. <laughs> it has a nest in the corner. <laughs> Ooh, a drone Chromebook. Yeah. Now we're thinking outside book. the box. A drone book. Drone I like book. it. So it, <laughs> no, it'd be a Chrome drone. A Chrome drone. <laughs> <laughs> drone OS. Uh, but think about it. So, so <laughs> this could be a Chromebook like buzzing around yes, your head. Yes. I feel it. Better, yeah, better, scary. better get get to work on that, Andrew. Um, Stop! No, <laughs> get, get out of here. Trying to work. Get out of here, here, drone Chrome drone, <laughs> Chrome drone, drone book, Chrome drone book. Um, but so yeah. think about that though. If if none of those situations work, but Google's like these OEMs aren't getting it. Yeah. We really need to do the big seventeen inch clamshell, you know, sure. folding screen. Chromebook, like somebody's got to make it. We got to light the path. Okay, cool. Chrome, uh, Google's ready to go do it. What processor are they going to put in it? Right. They're going to not use Tensor. Right. So now it's like an interesting kind of problem they actually have because, like, you really think Google's going to go make a new? If they saw the need in two years to make a Pixelbook to to direct to do what they've always done with Pixelbook, at that point, as Tensor's in the third or fourth year, you really think they're going to make a piece of hardware without Tensor inside of it? Right. Unless you, it's you something they're going to go make their Pixelbook yeah. tablet without, or their Pixel tablet without Tensor inside of it? No, yeah, no yeah. Way. unless no it's way something that's that. completely dependent on like x86 architecture. But they're trying their best to to eliminate that. So right. yeah, it would be mm. it's, it, it would be if they're still making Tensor chips five years from now and they make it, it would be ridiculous for them not to. And so it's like if that's what they need to do and they need to put Tensor in it, and it's like, oh, well, how are you going to market that in a yeah. way that? I don't yeah. know. That's yeah. for them to figure out. Maybe that's why they're just like, we just right. need to. I mean, they can ask and... us if they want yeah, a console. <laughs> we can do that. One hundred percent. We'll figure it out. Yeah, yeah we'll, we'll figure it out. out. We'll figure it out. But that's why I think. Yeah. At the end of the day, the better solution for them, as much as we love Pixelbook stuff, is to get more involved with the existing yeah. OEMs. And sure. if you want a flying Chromebook, yeah. or you want a folding big folding screen Chromebook. Yeah. There are OEMs that are making those things right now. Yeah. Get in partnership and, with and them and then help them craft the, these devices the and Nexus, figure out a way the to... The Nexus line of Chromebooks. Yeah. I mean... Because, yeah, I mean, you have... You know, Lenovo's expanded with Android and Windows, but you have OEMs that are making devices that are unique to the Chrome OS sure. ecosystem. Continue to evolve that, cultivate that. And so, you know, we want to keep doing that and even, you know, do like a buy Google or whatever you want to do. But... Uh, I love the idea that OEMs are starting to fold Chrome OS into their major lines. That's yeah. awesome. I mean, the Dragonfly, the Chromebook, Dragonfly Chromebook took center stage when they announced the new devices. But for them to have their own unique thing, too, yeah. is really, really cool. And I know that's a lot of development and a lot of yeah. overhead, but still. But again, yeah. marketed the right way. <clears throat> Consumers understood, hey, you liked Pixelbooks? This is same. Like, yeah, yeah it's made by HP, but... 
Google's heavily yeah. invested. We're right here with yeah. them on this. Like, make sure consumers know. It's like the the Galaxy, the original Galaxy. I mean, obviously, Samsung has a ton of Galaxy books and all that, but they don't have another one that's like that, do they? Like mm-hmm. the Fire Fiesta Red, mm-hmm. whatever. There was one that came out like flex alpha or something yeah the like flex that. That alpha kind of sort but it was a chunkier version yeah so but it wasn't the, quite as nice as the yeah the keep doing that keep doing that that one you know really premium to do yeah, it right anybody but from samsung's listening where are you guys just at? make yeah, another one of go? those stop, serious stop backing out we're all making crumbs anymore what's, yeah. what's happening here it's i like check their year, site every like, morning because i'm just <laughs> expecting one to just show up because i was on there a couple weeks ago and at the bottom of the chromebook page it said galaxy book pro and i'm like did they just launch a new premium they had their windows device stuck in with the chromebooks I was ah, like, but I, that's what i expect i expect it'd be dope if they did a 12th gen but i bet they're gonna do like an 11th gen ultra premium and it just shows up out of nowhere but maybe yeah, not maybe. i don't know yeah ces would be the time if they yeah. do it they like they like launching stuff at ces yeah so that'd that be could be fun. that could be really cool uh okay there you have it there's our thoughts on Pixelbook and maybe where it could head or should, what's going on should how it head, should go head. i don't and know how, and how complex complex this right. whole thing actually right. it's is. not as simple yeah. as oh let's just google either makes something or doesn't yeah. like it's it, it's yeah. way more complex yeah there's that. a lot going on a lot of moving pieces um but uh Obviously, we've got uh, a couple articles out there already. Robbie, you're you're going to be probably working on this this yes. other article, so we'll make yes. sure to link all this stuff if you all yeah, want to take a deeper dive into any of this. We'll we'll link everything down in the show notes. Uh, last thing, let's talk about a uh, unboxing and impressions video that we did that is a little different. Uh, mm-hmm. We we tried a kind of different approach uh, with this one, and it is. A quick unboxing montage at the very beginning, and then just hopping into some impressions. Is this the yeah. crate we unboxed earlier? No. Oh, okay. We I did. saw you Arguably filming also, that. I didn't know. We <laughs> also have a, a crate, yeah, an actual box. crate that showed up today. Yeah, so. Kind of looks Gabriel. like a, a crypt. <laughs> it was real weird. The guy looked at me and said, is it heavy? And I said, I have no idea because I'm not sure what it is. Anyways, <laughs> yeah. well, next week, Solid we'll talk wood. about what that is. Yeah, so, yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, this is a Chromebook, and it didn't come in a wooden box. <laughs> no, it did not. Well, I mean, cardboard. Just, that would be a whole know. different thing. Yeah. Uh, but no, this is the Asus Chromebook Flip CX5601. Yep, and it. it's a large, large screen Chromebook that uh, has been out for a while. It was announced in January at yeah. CES. This is the one that's available at Best Buy, correct? Yeah. The yeah. Core i3. Core i3, 12th yep. gen, 8 gigs of RAM, 128 gigs of internal storage. It's a monster. Big it's a keypad. Big, yeah, it's a numeric keypad, upward firing speakers. It's like in the, in the hinge, the speakers there. Um, yeah, 16 by 10 aspect ratio at 16 inches. Um, full HD, so that was a that's a little bit of a knock for me right now. Like that size of a screen, that's a lot of screen real estate for full HD. Like you, you can see it from regular working distance, you can tell. Like that's uh, just a little. What should it be like two point two K? It should be, just be a quad HD screen um, all day, but it's not. And so uh, it is what it is. It's it's affordable. Um, and so I didn't talk about that in the in the video, but you know, realizing it's like. What I think like four ninety nine or something. Yeah, the value proposition. Four forty nine or four fifty nine. I don't know. I don't know how much. Yeah, I want to say it's like five twenty nine, but it's already gone on sale. Yeah, you could get it for like four thirty or something yeah. like that. So Which, that that's a big deal because, you know, we treated this video a little bit different, um, and we're gonna kind of see how people react to it and and maybe do, um, like what I, what we would consider like main device unboxings in this way, um, 
devices that we intend to review, for instance. And so the, the montage at the beginning with the unboxings done, and then it's like, here's some literal impressions. And I, I kind of hone it down to six. We list out the specs, boom, those are out of the way. And it's three things I like, three things I don't, um, uh, impressions-wise so far. And the, the things I really like are uh, the speed. And it's the first i3 we've had, the 12th Gen <laughs> i3. Um, and yes, the, the GPU isn't as good as the i5 and i7 in this generation. It's not Iris XE graphics. It's, it's I think they still call them Iris, but it's like Iris yeah, HD graphics. Yeah, it's it's the Intel UHD. I think they're up to 630 now or yeah. something like that. So. So, it's their, so it's fine. Like for Chromebook tasks, completely fine. Um, the only thing that if you were looking at getting, uh, uh, getting into Steam gaming when that launches or like when Luma Fusion launches later, assuming it really leverages the GPU, it, uh, a, a different Chromebook would be better for those final renders. But um, for, for everything I've thrown at it, no issues whatsoever. And it was so fast feeling that we ran some benchmarks and did a, a, a post about this too. Like it was beating the Core i5 and i7s that we have here in the office in some benchmarks. It was like, it wasn't like, oh, it's it's only a few thousand marks you know lower than these. It's it's the same or sometimes better if I'm depending on when I ran it. Like I, I could, it, it would beat the i7 in octane and speedometer sometimes. So, which is crazy because pre- yeah, previous gens like the i3 i5 gap was pretty big, and then the i5 i7 gap was a little bit smaller. But for them to be on par, the only boost you're getting in the bigger chips is the the GPU. And I think the hyper threading is a little different. I think yeah, it's going to be hyper threading because I don't think the i3 does a uh, multi core. I have to double check that. Yeah, I'm not, sure. I'm not really sure, but. Either way, I mean, using it with a quad HD extended monitor and doing all the stuff I normally would do, just crazy fast. Like, never ever thinks about doing anything. And so, um, I, I really do like that. I like the speed, and I like the fact that the i3 delivers that kind of speed and performance because it means cheaper Chromebooks are just faster, which is awesome. Uh, Eight gigs of RAM, 128 gigs of NVMe means that it's going to keep up with with everything you're going to want to do. Um, keyboard is excellent. Um, but the CX-5 from last year was excellent, so that's not surprising. It feels like the same keyframe. Um, obviously, it's a huge keyboard, so it's nice and spaced mm-hmm. out. Super clicky, great travel. It's excellent. Um, and the screen size is awesome. Like, having that, I mean, you, you have the exact same size on the MacBook. Um, and when you take it by itself. Yeah, that's over there. Mm-hmm. And when it's sitting there by itself, like, that's enough screen real estate to like get super duper productive oh, yeah. and like not really feel the need for an external display if you didn't didn't want have one. Have to have one, yeah. Um, and so having some more resolution would take that to the next level. And so that became kind of a that that part's good. The bad parts are 1080p doesn't take full advantage of the the sheer actual sure. physical size of the screen because I don't have enough pixels to. To, we we to, tried to get, scale. yeah we tried getting a shot of like some of the icons the app icons but like it was hard to get on camera yeah. but looking at it you can you can, you can see you can some see pixels pixelated. and it's like eh, and that doesn't great. bother me so much as as much as it's just when you have that much physical screen real estate that many square inches or square centimeters however you measure like it's not as useful when the resolution's low right so if it's a higher resolution I can scale it in different ways and and you know, I take like 14-inch Chromebooks a lot of times, like uh, 1080p ones. You know, when you go all the way out to the native resolution, things are a little bit small. But right. if that's the only screen I've got and I want to split screen some stuff and I'm okay dealing with some smaller text on screen, I can make that option and do that and actually utilize my screen real estate more. You can't go past 1080p on this thing. So it's like 
cool. I mean, this is the size that things are, and this is just how it's going to be. And so I feel like it's underutilized in that way. Uh, but the uh, the screen, I didn't believe. <laughs> Asu said it's 300 nits. I was like, there's no way. No way that's 300 nits. Measured it, it is. It's 300 nits, but it's like so yellow. Crazy it's the, warm, isn't it? I think it? it's the color. The color temperature is what makes it look dimmer. Yeah, it is. It takes away, like, you never get those pops of bright white. So right. whether it's yeah. on a background or uh, it's on a website Everything or whatever. Just a little muted. Yeah. It has that Edison bulb tint yeah. to yes. it. It's yeah. very, it's yeah. very yellow. Like Which it's, is it's great in a yellowest. coffee shop, but not good on a Chromebook. <laughs> <laughs> it is the yellowest screen yeah. I think I've ever seen on a Chromebook. And so. Mm-hmm. That's a bit of a bummer, uh, especially when you ha- when you had it right below your uh, your oh monitor God. and going back and forth. I, I and kept that's, moving just a, a Google search page yeah. from one to the other, and you're just like, Whoa. "Oh my God, that's and, like white and super yeah. tobacco stain." Yeah, and that's the sort of stuff we'll <laughs> <laughs> that's the sort of stuff we'll get in the full review. For this one, yeah. we just got some <clears throat> nice kind of glamour shots, but you can still see it in the glamour shots. I think you can see it in the in the thumbnail even. Oh yeah, I mean we we edited the thumbnail a little bit to kind of clean it up and yeah. even still you can kind of see it and i'm like don't like let's not bring the color temperature down in the image and fix right. it like that is what it looks like so yeah so you know those things normally uh warm like the pixelbook go is, has a warm screen um comparatively but yeah. it's not, not that so warm. warm it's not so warm that it's distracting this yeah. one even without any other screens in front of me i see it and i'm like Ugh. yeah and i just can tell it's right. just not white you, right. you never get white right um on the screen and so that's a bit of a bummer. Um, the trackpad surface is nice. It's large, and it works fine. Like, I haven't had any problems with working. I think so. Uh-huh. I'm not sure. Uh, or it might be, like, one of those recycled deals. Uh, I don't think it's glass. But it, regardless what it's made of, it's the surface is great. It feels great. Um, but the click mechanism, it's not flopping around or anything, but it's, like, hollow and cheap. Uh-huh. Super cheap. Uh-huh. Like, super duper duper cheap and so something could be out of place on ours um it might it makes me think bad. of acer and no knock against acer but they've always made that 15.6 inch budget device that's at walmart all the time that click mechanism that's that, what it feels like yeah that oof. hollow weird and just yeah. every time you click it it's like god is this gonna break like i feel like it might break put your finger through um, it <laughs> oh and, and on that note like the whole bottom of the chassis is made of plastic which as was the cx5 i think it might have. I'm pretty it sure it had plastic. aluminum. I'm pretty sure we thought it might be aluminum bottom, and, we were, and it yeah. was plastic. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's firm-ish. Um, I noticed in the video when I was holding it up, like you see you a pretty see decent yeah. bow, mm-hmm. but it it's also very poorly weighted. So you've got an aluminum super lid, <laughs> glass screen, and it just if, if you, even if you hold it back for like where the vents are, it wants to almost turn over. Yeah, like it's super that's... top heavy. Um, and if you I mean if you go to pick the thing up from the bottom corner, it's just so massive. Feels like, like it's bending backwards. Yeah. yeah, but like if you grab it with two hands, it doesn't feel bendy, and it doesn't feel yeah. terrible on the desk. And so, it's, it's such a large device. You would probably most often grab it with two hands anyway, because yeah. <laughs> it's just so big. But like uh, I wish but, on those, like if you're gonna build it with plastic, like just do a reinforced square frame yeah. around the outside. Sure. You know, with some sort of metal. It doesn't even have to look good. It's just a frame. You know, that just gives it a bunch of rigidity. But it wasn't even the rigidity that was a problem. It's just the fact that it's all plastic makes the weighting really weird. Uh, so when it's open, it almost feels like it wants to tip over. She put uh, weights in them like golf clubs so you can yeah, adjust sure. them. I yeah. like mine. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and then, I like mine a little, little, yeah. little uh, I tend weighted. To draw, I tend to draw a little bit. Yeah. Like a little, <laughs> a little key. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's like the, the mix of that. And then 
they use that whatever I can't remember like something velvet or whatever on the CX five obsidian velvet obsidian velvet and it was like this soft touch plastic on the top and even though it was plastic I was like oh, this feels nice and you know when you're typing and your hands are on it's like oh this is nice and my wife's got the CX five and she's had it for well over a year and it's like it's held up it hasn't i figured it might wear in like i figured it would stain yeah it's i mean it's black so it's it's held up really well i mean for a a chromebook that just gets beat around the house basically uh but this this doesn't have that same it's plastic and i'm sure it's probably the same stuff it just doesn't have the textured finish so it it feels decidedly plastic Mm -hmm. under your hands which just makes it feel a little cheap it's crazy because on the original cx5 those things made it feel more premium than it was it had it, like, it was like a plastic. device above its above its own price tag yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah i mean i gotta I got spend some more time with it um <laughs> yeah. you know so there's some things that i like i, I love the speed i really do the port selection's awesome the you know performance of it especially when i'm hooked into a an, an external monitor i mean that thing yes. just flies it's sure. great um and you know, like the screen viewing angles are fine, or whatever. It's just never, ever, ever going to flip that thing into tablet mode. I don't know. I did for the B roll, and even trying to you're watching a ball <laughs> trying to flip it around. Yeah, I was yeah, like, if you put it on. The, yeah, if you were going to set it, maybe yeah. in, in presentation mode yeah. or yeah. something. Yeah, um, yeah. But making a, I, I would just assume a Chromebook that size make a clamshell. It put a nice, a really nice hinge in it, so that the screen just holds up better because yeah. it's and you poke on the screen too it's a little floppy but again that's the weighting issue like it's just it's just poorly weighted and all of those things come together and make it feel a little bit cheap and it goes back to everything we've been talking about in this podcast of manufacturers making devices that just aren't real considered like yeah we had this piece and well that was here and i get it there's budget lines and price cuts and all that stuff and, mm-hmm. and it's affordable so you what, gotta remember the that price I think yeah. it's five and five forty nine. Yeah, so six forty nine is what was shown, and the ones on sale for five twenty nine. So you're like, that's really cheap for a Chromebook that does this much. But the screen's a big knock. Like that's that's. Tough. Are there any settings, or are there any? Is there anything in Chrome OS to no, adjust? No, they need to. They need to add that. I think that would be pretty. The useful. nightlight's the only thing they yeah, have, but they, they don't have right. anything to adjust. They color need to adjust, have an RGB adjustment. Yeah, just a simple. Uh, you know, just a color temperature like a, slider a, a calibration type thing like yep. they they do that in mac like you can do calibration yeah, I mean, windows has had it too forever like it's not something that's that rare and especially with the variants we're going to get with chromebooks with that, so many people making them like there's right, been and they're working on a lot screens. of other stuff too like uh, variable refresh rates and adjustable you know more hertz and all that stuff there's no reason for them not to have some basic yeah. just fill an op-ed piece there yeah, you go but yeah. i mean seriously just make it like just put a slider in there and t- warmer cooler yeah i mean that's sure. simple yep and give me rgbs so yep. i can yeah. i can push reds you know let somebody else do it for me probably mm-hmm. but yeah but it's uh yeah i mean the for the price i mean if it's on sale for 529 yeah that's a, you're getting a lot of Chromebook, and especially if it's a device that you want to. You, I think you had said this in the impressions. You know, kind of a around the house type device. Uh, it'd, it'd make a great you know? device for the house. Um, or I mean, somebody that wants a bigger screen for work and needs the numeric uh, keypad. Yeah, the keypad's a little slim. Um, I'm not really sure why. Like, it's a huge keyboard deck. Like, yeah. there should be what room for the, a full size. What was that last device? The 17 inch that we. That's that uh, Acer. Yeah. I don't even think it has a key. Does it have a keypad on I it? I don't remember. That's why I was Surely wondering if it did. Oh, like Good. A, a little keyboard in the middle, and there was all this space on the outside. I don't Big remember. Big speaker grills on the side. Oh, my. I can't imagine a 17.3-inch <laughs> device that doesn't have a numeric keypad. We still have it here. We can go yeah, look. But, oh, man. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I, 
I don't know. Super large Chromebooks are are niche, obviously. Like no one wants to put that in the backpack and carry right. that around. It's like four like, four pounds of change. Yeah, like, it's heavy. <laughs> when do we get the like the seventeen three device? Is that the biggest laptop you can buy? Is there something bigger? There's probably uh, some gaming. Those, there's probably some gaming laptops that might be. I don't know if I've ever seen that size, where maybe a smidge larger. Or like the the weird things that like the Andy Cam. What's the largest Acer, laptop you uh, can buy? What's their design? Oh, Concept D stuff. Yeah, yeah. some of those. But like yeah. quote unquote yeah. laptops. Those are desktops with a screen mm-hmm. attached. When do we get like seventeen point three? And instead of the numeric keypad, you have like a really good like e ink or a built yeah. in a built in awesome Wacom tablet yeah, or whatever sure. where yeah. all your drawing stuff cool. is right there. That would yeah patent that. <laughs> yeah, go ahead and write that up. Send that over to the patent office. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, I mean they already work with those. Yeah. You just have to sure stick do. it on the bus somewhere. Yeah, that, that Wacom one up. you can usually get it for like forty bucks, so they could just slap. Let's that just in make there. our That's own with that new uh, with that new uh, modular device. You all were talking about. If I Ooh. made my own Chromebook, it would be a one of them big folding. What you got, yeah. Andrew? Screens. Seventeen point three looks to be pretty the much the yeah. top, man. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's a, it I makes mean, that's a sense. Massive, I mean, 17.3 is laptop. If you've never picked one up, it's like picking screen. up a sheet of plywood. Yeah, yeah. they're they're. Well, I mean, they're even big. even that Mac, you know, uh, I I don't. It doesn't leave the office very often. Yeah. But whenever yeah. it does, like when we travel and stuff, I'm like, oh my gosh, like this that's thing why is I chunky. What's the Air? Yeah. I, I bought one. I don't even know what it MacBook is. MacBook Air. I think yeah. it's 13. Is it 13.3? I have no idea. Well, they're, right. I think they're all 16.10. Oh yeah, 10, so it's probably 13. Measurements are probably a little off, but 13, 14 inches, something like that. I literally have no idea. Uh, 13.6. Okay. Really? Okay. Told you it'd be off. Yeah. Cool. It's Apple. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, good on them. They're not using yeah. bargain bin yeah. parts. No, like, yeah. But they got yeah. their own stuff. That'll be cool, sure. though, because that's like the older Spin 713, 13.5. So. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, so. yeah. Cool. Uh, I'll, I'll, it'll be like just like working on a Chromebook. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it'll be roughly close to the uh, Spin 714 that we have out there. Yeah, it's true. a sixteen by ten as that's well, true. but it's fourteen inches instead mm-hmm. of thirteen point six. Yeah, yeah. So there you have it. Uh, go check out the video and give us yeah. some feedback. Let us know. Yeah, Hit curious. us up in the comments or uh, let us know on Twitter what you think of this kind of new style of unboxing slash not really unboxing impressions, impressions video. Yeah. Uh, I had a lot of fun making it. Uh, I like the way it turned out. I haven't yeah, seen the thumbnail I, yet. What's the thumbnail look like? Is it just, just a standard, just standard, standard unboxing Standard kind of thumbnail? side shot with okay. the box in the background. Cool, cool. Andy Cam nailed the edit on this one. Uh, we, we were We were trying to figure out how to like visually do this, right? Because yep. we didn't want it to feel like a review. Um, so we ended up with some kind of longer B-roll shots and just kind of showing off the device the way kind that we would do we would. Yeah. On, an, on an unboxing. Uh, and the montage turned out great in the yeah. in the intro. So and go I feel check like it out. It's tighter and it it doesn't spend as much time with haggling the stuff through because like you know when we do unboxings normally it's just me off the cuff and yeah. pointing the camera and I'm just talking. Right. And you know I mean I'm this way and most people are like if you just say hey talk about this and you start talking about it like uh, you okay make circular um, logic let's see you, so <laughs> the yeah all right well let's start with the ports yeah right. you just you like, like kind of work talk your way through, through yeah. versus being able to kind of have it scripted yeah. tight like. It's yeah. what seven minutes long. Seven or minutes, right at seven. So minutes. I mean, six, you're getting six fifteen. It's a lot more thoughtful uh, criticism of mm-hmm. this device than I would get in a normal unboxing. And this too. is and this is like where we're at right now with the YouTube channel. We've gone to one video a week, and we're trying to really focus on the videos that we do put out and like what are what 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 sort of content are we putting out that can be the most helpful and most beneficial right. for people watching it right um, i feel like this this gets more stuff still more in, information in yeah. that seven minutes still than, and still entertaining and still you know 
still like uh, telling a story about a device or telling a story yeah. about whatever it is that we're doing. Um, so yeah, I'm excited about this one. I'm yeah. I'm I'm curious to see the feedback. So let us know seriously. And it's uh, a great looking shot. Oh yeah, yeah. We're in the we're in the uh, the new studio new for this studio one. Setup. Yep. And kind of. Th- I mean, kind of threw that shot together. We still had a bunch of stuff in here. We hadn't really gone was, through well, the studio. We figured out the sound. We had we have uh, we have some AC units out back here that uh, like to buzz pretty loudly. There's uh, one that they, vibrates our wall at a particular frequency. That's not great. They were uh, they were running. It was running for the other video that we just shot that'll be out next week. Uh, uh, so we'll have to do our, our tweak. But I did the tweak on the intro montage. And got rid completely. Got rid of the sound. Okay. Which there's no spoken during that, so I didn't have to worry about how it, <laughs> how the voice. No sounded. one knows what we're talking about. <laughs> so in Final Cut, you can actually go in and analyze the EQ and see where there's certain frequencies, and right. then duck those frequencies out. Yeah. yeah. So basically, the unfortunate part is this particular frequency is, happens to be part of my voice. <laughs> is right in Robbie's <laughs> vocal range. So yeah, start so. talking higher. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right, I'm Robbie Payne with Chroma Box. <laughs> you're gonna or watch the talk video much lower. Yeah, like you're gonna that. you're gonna watch the video and Robbie's voice is just gonna be totally just all modulated up today. Just modulated up like two steps. I think lower. I'm just a little bit excited. You know, just 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 a little bit, not a not a ton, just just notch it up a little bit. Yeah, this is the Chrome the Asus Chromebook Flip CX5601. Uh, let's not do that. <laughs> on sale, on sale yeah, now. You want this Chromebook? You get a better. You better go Monday, buy it. Monday, Monday. Better Here idea. Totally better idea. We just dub it all. <laughs> yes, but it's all out of sync. Hey, absolutely, I mean, absolutely. We, we make a telenovela uh, out of the uh, unboxing. <laughs> we could, we could get creative with. Hey, we know these parts are going to be covered with B-roll and That's true. and voiceover them. We haven't done a voiceover in a long time. Yep. Uh, Michael Fisher style. Yeah, uh, I love him. But anywho, I think we, I think we'll, we'll make it work. But yeah, we're in the new studio now and uh, excited about this kind of next phase of of Chrome and Box YouTube. So, and if the next video has me sounding a little bit like this, then you know why now. Exactly. Wow. <laughs> Just I, I have no idea how your voice is Chromebook that CX fifty six zero one. It has on board. 1080p webcam. <laughs> I want to see how long you keep going. No, I want you to stop. All the I specs. Want you to stop right. Oh, you go through every <laughs> spec with that voice. All right, all right. We're gonna get out of here. We're gonna get out of here. That's it for this week. We appreciate you all uh, listening and watching on YouTube. If you're not watching on YouTube, go check it out and uh, make sure to enter our giveaway so that we can hit 10,000 subs and give away a Lenovo Chromebook Duet Three. Sooner rather than later, folks. Help we us out. We want to give it away. We Share want to. It. We do. Share it. Let your friends know. Let your grandmother know. Let your uncle that lives yeah. out of state. Call him. Cousin Phil. Call Phil. You know? Call my uncle, Phil. Yeah. Mm. Call call Aunt, You call Andrew's uncle. <laughs> let's put his number. Let's put yeah. his number. <laughs> Andrew can't convince him to subscribe. Maybe you can. Oh, my gosh. This guy just <laughs> gets doxxed. <laughs> Why am I getting calls? <laughs> just subscribe, please. Yeah. Subscribe, everyone's, please, bro. Everyone's just calling him and telling him to subscribe to the podcast YouTube channel. Oh, oh my wow. gosh. All right. There you go. Check the link in the description to get entered to win. We appreciate it, and we can't wait to give this device away. So, uh, all right. That's it for this week. We'll catch you all next time. See you.
Hey guys, thanks for tuning in. You can find show notes over at chromeunbox.com forward slash podcast. And if you want to stay up to date with everything that's happening in the world of Chrome and Chrome OS, make sure to check out our website, chromeunboxed.com, and follow us on social media by searching for at Chrome Unboxed. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you next time.